to the Simply Healthy You podcast, your place for overcoming overwhelm with your health to reach your fullest potential. I'm your host, Casey Kane, and I am so pumped to have you here. I'm a recovering burnt out high achiever who was diagnosed with an autoimmune thyroid condition by my early 30s. I didn't realize that running myself ragged in the name of being superwoman and determined to achieve all the things in life was killing my body. I created this podcast so that you don't have to continue the struggle like I did for over a decade. I sat down, studied the data, and simplified what it means to prioritize your own health needs so that you can be the best for all the things on your to-do list. Everything you hear on this podcast, I have tested and implemented in my own super-packed life with my family to bring you the tips, tools, and strategies that will keep your life simply healthy. Episode of the Simply Healthy You podcast. I'm so grateful to be infiltrating your brain with today's topic, and I will be fully candid and let you know that I am recording today's episode from my exercise ball at 32 weeks pregnant because honestly, sitting in my desk chair is just getting far too uncomfortable. I am only 5'1. So being this pregnant uh, is there's not much space. <laughs> So today I want to talk about how I went about incorporating more whole food plants into our uh, family's diet. I didn't throw everything away that my family liked to eat when we started making the shift to intentionally get as many whole food plants as we could into our diet. And I think many times when I start working with clients, it can be really overwhelming to think about. We most often are not used to making plants the center of a meal, and it seems it seems really scary and intimidating and overwhelming to think about how to cook them and how to make them taste good and whether or not we're going to like them. So what I did is went week by week looking at the meals and snacks that we were already eating and built onto that with a strategy I lovingly call meal building. So what do I mean when I say this? This is a twofold approach, the way that I look at it. One question I want to ask you, do you look at your meals and snacks and consciously look at the food groups that you are combining from like a macronutrient perspective? Probably not, right? Unless you're following a specific diet plan that is making you hyper aware of that, it's probably not something that you're intentionally looking at. From a holistic nutritionist perspective, we want to group foods together that will keep us energized, help us feel satisfied, and provide a range of nutrients at different points throughout the day. And certain nutrients need other ones to absorb in the most effective manner. This is often where I see clients struggle when starting to add more whole food plants into their daily diet because it may be easy to just grab the apple as a snack and say, hey, I'm eating a fruit. And of course, that is better than not having the apple at all. But you're probably going to be hungry pretty soon after eating that apple. So for example, when we talk about those basic macronutrient levels, eating just a fruit or a grain or a veggie, some of the plant categories that I talked about in the first episode, as a snack, that's primarily carbohydrates, right? We would burn through it really fast and we'd probably be hungry within an hour or so. If we pair that with protein or fat, the two other major macronutrient categories like beans, nuts, or seeds, 
we not only slow down digestion, but we round out our nutrients and give our body longer lasting energy. So like I said, certain nutrients, certain vitamins and minerals need each other in order to absorb them best. So when we're eating these foods in combination with each other, we maximize what we're actually able to extract and absorb from those foods, as well as just slowing down the pace at which our body uses those calories and uses those foods because protein takes a little bit longer to break down and fats take a little bit longer to break down. But we're also getting some of those good carbs in there, which gives us that upfront energy because it's easier for our body to break down. And the longer lasting comes from the breakdown of that protein and fat. If you thought the 17 plant-based serving suggestions from the first episode of the podcast seemed like a lot, meal building is your answer to tackling more plant servings at a time. By utilizing this meal building strategy, so carbs plus protein, (laughs) fat or protein and or, you could do all three for snacks. Sometimes we tend to do just two of those categories. You can simplify eating what you need for good health and create cohesive meals. Because that's another saying that I see very often is the struggle with feeling like our plates are always cohesive. At a minimum, make sure your three main meals of the day, because we all eat a different amount of meals every single day, make sure your three main meals include carb, protein, and healthy fat. I want those to include all three because those are the biggest times of day that you're eating and getting the most nutrients into your body. And you definitely need those replenishment points if those, you know, if depending on how many times a day that you're eating. Now, I know you're probably saying, Casey, I'm not a nutritionist. Can you just like tell me how to do this? Can you just tell me what your formulas are and how you put things together? I'll share with you what we typically do in our house for each of our different meals and snacks. We eat four or five times a day because that's what works for our schedule. And that's what seems to be uh, the times when we all get hungry. There is really no set time that you should be going and eating. There's lots of fad diets out there that are going to tell you eat every two to three hours or wait until this time to start eating and stop eating at this time. And there's a lot of different reasons for that. What I will tell you across the board is that if it's been about three or four hours since you've last eaten and it is a active time of day for you. So if you are someone who works a regular day job, typically up, you know, uh, in the morning until, or, you know, the regular evening time hours, nine or 10 o'clock, um, then you are probably going to need to eat during the normal daytime window. Now, if you're someone who works at night or if you tend to have uh, a bit of a shifting schedule, things are going to look a little bit different. So you want to base your eating window on when your life is mostly lived. So if it's been about three or four hours since you last ate something, there's a good chance that your body needs more nutrients. This has nothing to do necessarily with metabolism. Um, It does have something to do with blood sugar. You want to make sure that you're keeping your blood sugar well-maintained throughout the day, because if you go too long and it dips too low, you start to get that hangry feeling. And hangry is a real emotion. It is a combination of hungry and angry. It's a real emotion. It happens to me (laughs) if I go too long and we want to avoid that happening. So 
I usually tell my clients to check in with themselves every three to four hours, especially in the beginning of adding more food into your diet. We often will just feel full all the time and we won't necessarily get that hunger cue over time those hunger cues will kick up. And that's something that I'll talk about for sure on another episode. So for breakfast, for your first meal of the day, what we typically do for our plant servings is try to incorporate a bean, a grain, a veggie, and a fruit. That is the first meal of the day. You were just sleeping overnight and using up any of the nutrients you had from the previous day. Your body was replenishing and repairing and getting ready for a new day. So you really want to pack in a good amount of nutrients at that first meal for your day. So I've got four categories in there at a minimum, bean, grain, veggie, fruit. Lunch, I do the same thing because it's just easy to get in more servings at those meal times. And so bean, grain, veggie, fruit for lunch. Dinner, I tend to do a bean, a grain, and double veggie because we're just not big veggie snackers in this house. And so oftentimes we'll get to the end of the day and need to get in that other veggie serving. And so I add that into our dinner. Now I have one to two snacks planned throughout the day. And the formulas I use for those are a fruit with veggie and uh, nut and seed. So one of them's got three servings there. You've got your carb, protein, and your healthy fat. And then the second snack, if we end up eating it, um, not in combination. Cause a lot of times we'll just end up doing one big smoothie in the afternoon as a family and share the smoothie. And it has a double fruit, some veggie in it and, you know, double serving of nuts and seeds. If we break it out into two, it's that fruit, veggie, nut and seed serving. And then snack two is fruit with a nut and seed serving. And that can be something as simple as an apple and nut butter, right? It doesn't have to be that complicated to still be a cohesive snack that checks off that carb, fat, protein uh, checklist and will satisfy you to the next meal. And it all depends, again, on your specific day, how much longer it's going to be until your next meal. Um, You know, a lot of the times now with my daughter's schedule, like that's really what determines when we eat our meals. Uh, She's a two-year-old and she goes to bed at a certain time. So dinner has gotten a lot earlier than it used to be for us. So my husband and I, before we had her, used to eat two snacks in the afternoon because our dinner used to be a lot later. Now our dinner is a lot earlier. So having two snacks in the afternoon doesn't really happen. So sometimes those two snacks are combined into one. Anyway, you can see that there is a lot of flexibility to this, but that's how I have blocked out our day to make it easier to both see where the 17 servings fit from that first episode that I was talking about, the 17 whole food plant servings, see where they fit in the day, see how to map them out in the day, and also being able to keep track of that carb, fat, protein combination. Because if you're not planning ahead in any way, it can be really overwhelming. I mean, it is overwhelming. If I didn't set out these formulas and say, okay, this is the easiest way for me to prepare these things, for me to cook these meals, for me to serve to my family when I have multiple mouths to feed. If I didn't map that out, if I didn't have this meal building formula already put together for me, I'm not sure that I'd be able to keep track of the 17 servings throughout the day. That's that's a lot to keep in our brain on top of everything else. So Here's another example of how meal building can work 
because I also didn't, like I say, throw away all the things that my family enjoyed eating and just started from scratch and started building like completely plant-based meals. So I looked at a lot of the things that we already enjoyed, a lot of the meals that I was already cooking, um, what was coming up on our meal plan on a regular basis, because I was meal planning well before we decided to go more plant-based. And I figured out how I could add to those meals looking at the 17 servings and looking at the formulas I was trying to build up to. So for example, pasta and sauce. So many of us enjoy pasta and sauce. We are a very Italian household. And so pasta and sauce was a regular meal that we would have in this in this house. If you buy tomato sauce from the store, just read the ingredients. Make sure there's limited or no added sugar. Make sure there's no other filler ingredients. You really just want to see that label say that it's tomatoes, some spices, maybe a couple of other vegetables that got added in. But you want to be able to understand what is in there. And then that counts as a veggie right there. Yes, it counts as a veggie because it's just crushed tomatoes, right? With some other vegetables, some some spices, things like that. Now opt for a whole grain pasta. Again, look at the ingredient label. Does the word whole appear on the label before the grain that it is made out of? So whole wheat pasta versus just saying wheat pasta or wheat flour or something like that. Or even better, you can incorporate a bean serving into this meal by using a chickpea or a lentil pasta because those are becoming so much more popular these days, pretty tasty, accessible, affordable. So you could get a bean serving in there and for your whole grain, you could do some whole grain bread and make up, you know, your own slice of garlic bread on the side. Like bonus, how often do you get to eat pasta? and bread at the same time without having that diet culture fear in the back of your mind saying, you're not supposed to eat this many carbs. <laughs> Newsflash, you can eat that many carbs. So I also add more plants into the sauce for something like this. Now I make my own sauce, but even if you don't, there's nothing stopping you from throwing it into a pot and heating it up with some extra veggies in it. I like to saute chopped up mushrooms because they give a really hearty consistency to your sauce. If that's something that you and your family like, uh, if you do a meat sauce, this is a great way to just add to that hearty texture. Um, and I even add in cooked green or red lentils for an additional bean serving because I make a big batch of sauce at a time and I don't always know whether or not I'm going to pair it with a whole grain pasta or a bean pasta. And so I give myself the option of having the beans in the sauce as well so that I know that that bean serving is just always there. We use it on our homemade pizza and often there's no other bean that's going on our homemade pizza. And so that counts as a bean serving there. Green or red lentils are really perfect for sauce because, you know, tomato has such a strong flavor and they can almost disintegrate if you cook them long enough before adding them to your sauce into it so that you really don't notice that they're there. They're so small. They don't really taste like much. The green ones have a little bit more of an earthy flavor than the red but it really doesn't change the flavor of your sauce very much. Now, if you look at that sauce, it's double the veggies with the mushrooms added in there and you've got the beans in there also. So you pair it with whole grain pasta and you can see how that works, right? You've got your two veggies, your bean and your whole grain serving. So it seems a bit overwhelming, but when you look at something that you're already eating, 
and just think about how to add to it. One serving at a time. I don't expect you to totally revamp your pasta and sauce um, immediately, but just switching out one thing or adding in one thing into that meal the next time you make it gets you closer to those whole food plant servings. Now, like I said, I base my meals on pretty much the same formulas that I mentioned before day after day, because it's a it's just been a great way to make sure that we hit our 90% plant-based minimums that we're shooting for. But remember, you still have another 10% of foods to choose from in your day. So I'm not telling you have to take anything out of your pasta and sauce. If you have your grandmother's classic Italian meat sauce recipe that you always make, please still make that. Um, Still leave the meat in there if that is something that you and your family enjoy. That counts in your other 10% of foods. We're talking about how to add in those 17 plant servings, not taking away any of those things. You can always add more plants in if you're going for a full plant-based day or just add in whatever else it is that you're craving. You can add sauces, you can add spices, you can add broths, you can add marinades. The flexibility is really yours. And uh, you might want to add cheese to things, right? Like that counts in that other 10%. It's not something that has to be eliminated. We're just talking about how to get to those 17 servings in that 90% whole food plant-based day. These formulas also make it so much easier to meal plan and buy groceries, which is key for staying consistent with your plant variety and not getting overwhelmed, especially when you're just starting out with increasing your plant consumption. Meal planning can be overwhelming enough as it is when you're starting out, but knowing that you've got those formulas that you're trying to fit your foods into and build meals out of helps you when figuring out where you're adding things in. So you're not just going to the grocery store and going through the produce aisle and saying, okay, like this kale looks good. And you know, these potatoes look good. And then you come home and you're like, okay, but I have no idea what I'm doing with these now. Like I'm not adding potatoes to my pasta. How's this work? And then you, you know, you just get the random roasted potatoes on the side, which I mean, sometimes random is still really delicious. Not every single meal that I make is always perfectly cohesive and well put together. Um, so don't underestimate just throwing some veggies and beans and things on a plate and enjoying it with a little bit of of dressing or something on it. But you know what I mean? When you're starting out, this is a really great way to have it all seamlessly flow together a bit more and not have as much food waste and be able to meal plan a little bit more. This is also the best way to implement increasing your plants. I will tell you right now, slow and steady wins the race here when you're increasing your plant consumption, because often there will be some digestive changes, if you will, if we try to increase our intake too fast. And even if we're going at a pretty steady pace and and we're not increasing too fast, many of us have an imbalance in our gut bacteria, and it takes a bit of time to level that out. We are often not consuming enough whole food plant fiber, which is critical to our digestion. And so just increasing slowly over time is going to cause digestive changes. We're going to have some moments of discomfort, but it's really important to keep going. And I will definitely talk about gut health on a future episode. It's a temporary sacrifice for some really amazing long-term benefits that you get from incorporating more whole food plants into your diet. And I mean, I will be able to go on for an entire episode about fiber because it's just so important and 
really underrated in this day and age. We hear about fat and protein and uh, carbs, you know, we hear about all those categories, but really we could be spending more time focused on fiber and not even just a number of grams of fiber, just how much fiber we're actually consuming in a day. So those are my meal building strategies. Those are the formulas that I use for my family on a regular basis and how I put together more cohesive meals and make sure to hit those plant servings. If you have a favorite meal that you're thinking about adding plants to, I would love to hear it. Send it to me on Instagram at Simply Healthy Casey or at Simply Healthy You Podcast. And tell me the meal that you're trying to add to, and I will help you add plants to it. I know that I can add plants to just about anything at this point in a pretty cohesive way. I've yet to have a client stump me when we talk about their meals and where they could add more plants. And tacos is another great one. I mean, we do something Mexican theme related at least once a week in this house, but I've added plants to pizza. I've added plants to a lot of different meals. So I hope that this was helpful for you. Thank you for listening to another episode and I will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Simply Healthy You podcast. If these episodes are resonating with you, go ahead and click that subscribe button and leave a review with all the great nuggets that you're taking away from today's episode. I promise you, I read every single one of them as your feedback is really valuable to me in creating future episodes. As your host, I look forward to having you join me for the next episode. But in the meantime, remember, keep it simple and eat more plants.